Welcome back to Radio X Off the Record, a podcast produced by NSU's Radio X. I'm Jamari, although most of you may know me as DJ Flacky on 88.5 FM. And I'm Horacia, also known as DJ Black Lotus, coming to you from our own home studios. This week, we're talking with clinical psych grad student Haley Johnson on the upcoming fall semester. We'll also be discussing the Juice World and Marshmallow collab Come and Go on Music Release Radar before diving into an exclusive interview with Folktale San Pedro. For Shark News, we're speaking with Haley Johnson, a graduate assistant for Student Counseling Services, and she's going on her third year of the Psych-D program for clinical psychology and has finished her master's this summer. So without further ado, of course, we want to speak with Haley on some of her upcoming career changes. So of course, Haley, the first thing I want to ask is, what are your thoughts and concerns for this upcoming fall semester? That's a really good question because it's such uncertain times right now. And while I'm excited about coming back to campus and seeing everyone again and catching up and all that, it's a little concerning still for students and their safety and our safety. And we have learned about some of the precautions NSU is taking, which are amazing, and they're implementing policies to help reduce the risk for students, which is great. But there's always going to be that little unease surrounding going back. So All I can stress is make sure you wear your masks. I actually just got a really cute shark mask, so NSU. I was actually really wondering if for certain universities and stuff, if they were going to have their mascot on their mask. So it's really great to hear that you were able to get an exclusive shark mask for NSU. And I know that I also mentioned briefly about your switch in careers and your job and that kind of thing. So you could just tell us a little bit about your former position and what it's like transitioning during these times with yeah so i used to be a student worker in the office of student disability services for the past two years at nova which was such a great time and experience glad i get to stay in the same suite with everyone that i've been working with but just in a new position transitioning to a new roles always tough in general and take some time to get used to everything, get your footing, but transitioning during a pandemic is a whole new level, Um, especially since everything's on Zoom right now, you don't make as many connections. So thankfully, I will have already known the people that I'm going to be working with in the suite with and that I'm already comfortable with, so that should make it a little bit easier. Yeah, and you touched a bit on experience. What sort of training and experience have you gained from your prior employment specifically that you feel will benefit you in your new position right now? Um, So working in disability services, and I was also a practicum student in my program for this past year, I've definitely improved in my empathy and expressing empathy to students and just people in general and understanding what students and people in general are going through on their day-to-day life and how those things could potentially differ from what I'm going through and what the next person's going through and so on. And taking those transferable skills and moving them into the new position is really going to help. And for you personally, how has it been for you as a clinical grad student at NSU? It's definitely had its challenges, like I'm not going to lie to you, but I really do like it. It's between juggling the transition from going from undergrad to grad school during my first year and then all the coursework, practicum, and working, all of that has been challenging at times, but also rewarding. Like I've learned so much about psychology as the subject in general, but as well as like myself, I can look back 
at who I was coming into the program and where I am now. And it's such a difference. Like it's wild to see. And as a student pursuing clinical psychology, what are your thoughts on the new student care team NSC will be implementing? I think that's amazing. Like, I think the care team is so great and definitely should be something that's being pursued around all campuses, not just NSU, not just Florida, like everywhere. Been introduced to it through student disability services, just like touching in and out of certain meetings. But I'm very, very excited to get more into it and more involved as a graduate assistant. And moving forward, what are some of your plans after you complete the PsyD program? I ultimately want to work in the emergency department of a hospital, working with trauma and potentially having a private practice on the side. That's like the goal. And of course, undergrad and then moving to graduate school, there's a bunch of difficulties and things that come up. What difficulties do you feel like you personally faced as a graduate student? So I think the biggest thing I've had a difficult time with, other than like coursework and all the stuff that comes with being a student, being away from my family. I grew up in Massachusetts and I went to undergrad about 15 to 20 minutes away from where I lived and my whole family is in the New England area. So like I moved to Florida to come to NSU knowing absolutely no one and that was very, very hard for me considering it's the first time I've ever been like really far away from home. But thankfully, I've met so many great people and amazing friends who are in and outside of my program, and they have made it so much easier being down here with them and everything, being away from my family. I can imagine during these times, being away from your family is probably even a lot more difficult. So it's great to see that you are pursuing your career and unfortunately having to face those sacrifices, especially seeing as where you came from and having to move here and everything. Yeah, not knowing anyone and coming back, like with being stuck inside, not being able to see anyone, or I'm such a hugger and that's been so hard as well. But being down here and not being able to be with my family has definitely been really hard. And for other students who may be going through a similar situation, where can these students seek more information on campus residents counseling or just counseling in general? Yeah, so I love that you asked me this because one of my goals for the next couple years is to be as known and as available as I can for graduate and undergraduate students to come to talk to. Even if it's just to say hi, like I'm really going to try to normalize reaching out for help as best that I can. And right now we do have an Instagram and a Facebook page. So you can follow NSU Counselor in Residence. I'll be posting on those social medias more once students are returning to campus, but I am currently updating them with webinars through the care team. There will also be a ton of posters posted all around campus in the residence halls, UCs, educational buildings, literally anywhere you can think of. I'll be there. So I'm sure posters will be there everywhere. And like I said, I'm trying to be as available and as known as possible so that even if it's just a check in and say, hey, how's it going? quick conversations like that, please come say hi. I will do my best to be available and known as best I can. And of course, the last question that I have for you is what advice would you give to aspiring undergraduate students looking into going graduate school? I actually have two. So the first one is to do your research. When I was applying to grad schools the summer before my senior year, I spent the whole summer looking into PsyD programs. I looked 
probably at 75 to 100 schools and I set certain criteria for the schools that I wanted to apply to. And if they didn't meet the criteria that I wanted, I took them off my list. I also looked at what they needed from me to apply. And if I didn't meet their criteria, I took them off my list. It's good to have one to two reach schools because, I mean, you never know, but applications are expensive. So I would stick between one to two reach schools. But other than that, I would do your research, make criteria for yourself, look at what they're asking and go from there. The other one is something that I still tell myself and it's, it always gets done. Someone actually told me this this past fall semester and I've told myself it ever since. I was stressed out about everything that I had to get done within a certain time frame, and somebody like saw me stressing out and asked me, have you ever not gotten it done? And I said, no, everything's always gotten done. And she replied to me, so what makes this time any different? It's always going to get done. And now every time I'm feeling stressed out, I take a deep breath and remind myself that it always gets done. And like, this might be hard right now, but it'll get done. And so it helps me not to stress as much. And I really, really could have used that piece of advice when I was applying to grad schools too. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on and taking your time to speak with me. And thank you so much for all the information that you've given us in terms of student counseling services. And I hope and encourage everyone to use those services if needed. Thank you so much. For Music Release Radar, we're discussing the collab of Marshmallow and late rapper Juice World from his latest album, Legends Never Die. Their song, Come and Go, was released earlier this month on July 9th and is currently number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and stands at number one on the Hot Rock and Alternative Songs chart. The music video starts off with a short montage of Juice World and his girlfriend, Ali Lottie, before transitioning into an animated comic style where the two face off against various monsters and demons. On the song, Juice World starts by acknowledging his flaws and imperfections when it comes to relationships. He also mentions how he is constantly seeking to become a better person through God and the help of his significant other. The song provides a very hopeful message of self-improvement and the impact loved ones can have on us in a positive way. Additionally, Come and Go is the fourth song to reach a number one status on Billboard's streaming song charts within this year. We are currently seven months into 2020 and only four songs have been able to obtain this status, making it Marshmallow's first song to reach number one within these charts as his highest track, Happier, within the Billboard streaming song chart, fell shy at number two back in 2019. Continuing to discuss Marshmallow's experience with the collaboration, he has taken it to social media, where most artists tend to make their announcements currently, to state his feelings about the partnership with Juice World. As he wrote that Juice World is the most talented person he has ever met, while adding how well they were able to understand one another through the musical process. Ending his tweet off, Marshmello mentioned that this was the most entertaining experience he has had thus far. Some very strongly positive words to express his feelings towards his fellow artist and collaborator, Juice World. Although Come On is not the only collaboration between the two artists, they have also released another track titled Hate the Other Side, as well as having limited collaboration merch for sale, further growing the relationship between the two artists. There have also been videos that have recently surfaced about the two working together in the studio, where Marshmallow can be seen wearing his signature Marshmallow helmet, I guess you can call it. Essentially, this being the signature trademark for the artist and he rarely removes it and aims in a way to hide his appearance through it. Not to say he hasn't taken it off at certain performances in recent years. 
Another band who started with a similar concept of wearing a face cover, or should I say animal mask, during their stardom, we have with us, as previously promised, local band who goes by the name of Folktale San Pedro. Specifically, we were able to have two out of the six members, drummer Javi and lead singer Paco, to discuss some history in regards to the band and their recent EP. Beginning the interview, I asked how the band has changed from where they originated a few years back to where they stand today. Well, the, the band differs for sure fundamentally from the amount of people in it. We've doubled in size. So we started off as uh, a three-piece band. And over time, we added members to become a six-piece. So it's created kind of a, a lot more layers on top of our style. And it's definitely changed in our approach of the maturity of the music too. Because, you know, whereas before things could seem more linear and then we try to spurred out and, and brighten out from that now we kind of have multiple uh dynamics working together and i think that that uh that creates an environment that's very different but much more uh dense and definitely has different sound over time yeah i concur and also definitely we were we the beginning of the band was much more of a like a i would say punk rock approach um, and then now, you know, it's, I def, definitely feel like it's kind of been more, uh, we're smoothing it out and really putting in like some more time on like how the songs move and with the other members that were, that have joined along, they also bring about that, uh, that vibe. I know you guys mentioned doubling in size, but before the addition of the new members, you guys already had the band name Folktale San Pedro. Where did this band name come from? Folktale San Pedro came from, honestly, it was kind of out of whim in a way. I liked the word folktale as like a, a project name but i feel like it was just like kind of stale and nothing really finished it off and then uh i was just like shooting random words out in the air after saying like folktale something folktale this that and the other and i was like folktale san pedro and i'm like ah, that rolls nicely it's long but it's cool and it has nothing to do with the san pedro cactus but i guess people tied in and we've kind of adopted it as a little uh what, we, what would that be called symbol a symbol and then going back to the additions that you guys have added from the original three piece how did you all meet well, the drummer, Javi, who's right next to me, uh, he and I met in seventh grade with the guitarist, the, the lead guitarist, whose name is Christian Padron, Christian Anthony Padron. The and, one and only. The one and only. And we met in seventh grade, but Javi switched schools, um, disconnected like in high school and whatnot. And then Javi and I met one day when like some mutual friends were jamming over at the local college. And then I saw him playing drums. I'm like, hey, do you ever want to jam? Come by. And then we just started jamming. And then like we made like a song like the first time like we jammed and, and it was cool. But then we met Rob, Robert Vanskoy, the bassist. Well, I met Rob initially at a park because he was friends with some of the pop punk kids from around the area. And then they were like jamming one day at a park. And then I met them and, and we all like vibed out. And then I, I asked if he played bass. And um, he's like, yeah, I play bass. I have one. I'm like, cool, that's enough. And uh, yeah, and then he started playing bass. Literally right when I met the bassist, we had a show five days later. And Javi and I were going to play that show. And like, dude, we need a bassist. Can you learn like five songs in a matter of four days? And, and he came to my house every day and we did it. And then, yeah. And then again, we knew the guitarist already from middle school and whatnot. We stayed as that three piece for yeah. about two maybe two and a half years before then adding on two more members and then now it's six members because well, we also have oh no well nico's been in it since the beginning nico nico the, the saxophone player um i forgot how i met nico to be honest he's just always been there he, yeah, he's, he's like good friends of mine too so nico's just nico's a saxophone player so and and he and he helps us live with background vocals and uh and like miscellaneous percussive instruments and and just being a vibe but yeah nico uh, is a walking vibe check yeah nico nico was on the first little album that, that we put out on Bandcamp. um it was just me and him and then but then 
kind of turned into a band. So, but Nico, yeah, Nico, Nico's just always been Nico. Um, but then we rekindled with Padron, and then Padron and I started writing heavily together. And then the pianist Nemo Nehemias Orellana, he followed us on Instagram one day, and then I asked him if he wanted to play synth with us, like in like 2017. Remember? Yeah. And then he he showed up to a few practices, and we jammed with him. And we jammed with him. But then like some complications arose with, with like timing and whatever, and then um we kind of like parted ways a little bit. But we always stayed connected until one day I sent him a demo of a song that will hopefully be releasing come late August early September and he really dug it and he's like yeah I want to put piano on that and then since then we've been playing together and, and writing together since uh, last year uh, June so that's basically how we all met and where we all kind of come from as far as the three piece band for our listeners that may not know you guys uh, started off with a concept of wearing animal masks where did that original concept come from and how was that experience like so um, the animal mask is like I was always kind of against the whole, uh, at the time, I was very angsty. And uh, I was always against the whole, uh, you know, using like your face, like to get you places or whatever, I guess within the whole music thing. And everybody's always trying to like, not everybody, you know, but like, you know, people trying to sexualize themselves or like objectify themselves. And like, so I was like, I saw that animal mask on Amazon one day as I was like making some demos and I'm like, damn, this could be pretty funny to wear and posts like videos of myself playing like some music. And then I just got that initial mask and it, it just like stuck on because it, it went with the name. It was very whimsical. It was very, uh, very, it was like out there, I guess. And especially, you know, around here, no one was doing really like the mask thing it was fun it was fun yeah and then when i met javi and, and i showed him like the, the gist of it all and and he was like down and i ended up becoming a, a tiger that day yeah he got the tiger mask and then we got rob a, a fox mask and then um and yeah it was cool it, it definitely the the whole concept of it too was just like uh to really disassociate from what my my being and i didn't really want to associate myself with the music in a sense and yeah that's basically just the story behind that you know definitely just to only about the music and if you actually like the music past the bit animal mass and it's like damn you're a real one that was the cool part was seeing people liking the music not knowing who's behind the mask and sometimes or we would try for most times to do shows with the mask on while we were setting up while we were taking everything apart so that in a way we were feeding into the narrative of uh, more associating with the music and uh but it, it it was cool to see that grow and develop into a whole different face over time and eventually the mask came off also slipknot i like i, I like anonymous artists so like like you know when they start it off everybody knows who they are kind of now but it's it, in due time but like in the internet but yeah definitely like slipknot mf doom love the concepts of those people and and i was a, i was really 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 heavy into mf doom at the time when like the project kind of started and i was like damn that's cool so i guess it kind of just like I, I i resonated once i saw that mask on amazon i don't even know why amazon recommended that mask for me um but it happened and uh and then i bought it in addition to mentioning the inspirations i guess for the stardom of the band how would you say that that punk rock type of uh, vibe has translated now into your music and what style has it progressed into it's mm, a good question you know i feel like every band kind of tries to beat their head in in order not to compartmentalize it but I, I think that we would constantly revert to calling it like a coastal alternative punk rock like we would try to put it into these brackets to try to figure out what it would sound like but we quickly noticed that the mold would change a lot but now i, I think it's i mean at the risk of of using the word maturity too much for it, it 
I just think that it, it definitely took a, a, a darker, maybe a denser level of uh, writing and, and playing that kind of created more of a narrative, more of a story, but also wanted you to feel like you were having a good time because I was constantly, I guess, the whimsical nature of it was to make it a time away from everything else that's going on. Yeah, to expand on that, like with the addition of the new members, well, not, I'm not going to call them new members, but like when, when everybody kind of like joined in on and we and we solidified as a bigger group, you know, earlier, we the approach was just like, let's just make noise, you know? And and it was good. It was, it was like total release and all. And then, but now, you know, you know, with other people's like and being involved and, and other people wanting to add like their essence into the sounds, um, it, it changes and, it, and it's cool and it's really nice and, and it's beautiful, like how we all like write together and whatnot. But, you know, I definitely the style of the music stays within like the alternative realm. Like my approach, I always approach everything in a very like DIY, like just like just do it type approach. But then some of the other people, like they like to like, you know, sit with it and then they kind of like see what could be done and how to make it move a little more and like make it, you know, a little bit more polished, which is great because that's needed. And definitely, yeah, we we follow it. We like there's a punk rock approach towards the song sometimes, but then we we clean it out. But definitely, I wouldn't call it punk. It's, it's like alternative. I think a cool thing about that chemistry is once we start solidifying ideas, we almost start going into the recording processes of them. It's almost like we start finishing each other's sentences and we we start noticing the what we're trying to say and then we kind of polish off those ideas for each other. I think that that's that's come a long way for sure since the three piece which was like let's jam out these ideas and see what comes back at us yeah put some lyrics on it yeah. Boom, <laughs> throw something on that you mentioned the recording process to add on to that you guys uh have released four short expressions to make a good impression back in june what was the process like in um releasing that ep grueling because not even because of the music i was working a full-time job and everything was crazy and like things were like uh the time wasn't there like to do it so like i quit that and then like we had to let it out had it for not been for that job like the music would have come out like in april for sure i didn't have the time aside from grueling that was, that was kind of a joke but it, it was it was very nice and we all got together and, and really like uh we worked on these songs we started recording all of them officially like when did you track those like november december i feel like in november and december is when we were laying out the infrastructure and then like into the earlier part of the year we were like all right these are four tunes we want to solidify and release and that way we were like we said we like polished those off but um they had a two two of the songs that were on there out of the four were kind of what we would maybe call like two of the older tunes or which would be uh Freudian Field Day and one that's uh that we released as the single which was All the Time That's Passed and that was uh that one actually used to be called uh, Bernie's Journey, which was uh, named after Paco's pooch. My doggo. His Bernie. But we changed the name. Uh, <laughs> we did. We did change the but, name. Um, but definitely, like, with the release and all, um, it was cool. We we, we saw a lot of um, local support. You know, there were definitely people waiting for the music because, you know, we, we were, we've, been a, we've been around, like, the name since, like, 2016, and we never really came out with anything official. But it was nice to see, you know, like, people listen to it. and A lot of live shows. Yeah, we had a lot of live shows, you know, uh, back in the day. Um but yeah and it was nice so definitely the release was it was it went better than how i expected and i'm very and i'm really grateful for that and it was cool because it definitely brought us together the band and we're like hell yeah like now we're putting out music and and we want to keep doing that and and now that we have the little account set up where you could just upload music boom right there it's, it's easy <laughs> to continue on the ep what was the intended message behind this release egypt 
I'm kidding. Um, the intended message. Heavy, what would you think is like the, the, the gist? Okay, I, I'd say that the answer to that probably lies in the name of the release. I, I feel like kind of what we touched up on is what accumulated for that EP release. Though it's only four songs, we, we felt like each one of those songs were individual expression. They had their own narrative in a way. I'd like to say that there is an overarching glue, but I think that most of it lies in the name. I think that we're just trying to show maybe four short ways of expressing a lot of of a time frame we worked over these songs and maybe kind of give you the gist of what it is that's to come because it's definitely taken uh, some time to accumulate and put it out so this was definitely four short expressions to hopefully make a good impression that's one little anecdote for the ep was there any additional particular songs that you guys had interesting story when recording yeah there was this one time uh recording I think it was the solos for Polyamorous where um, Chris, he came in with his pedals and uh, and we were just like taking forever deciding like which pedals like to use and which like the tone, the guitar tone. And we were just on a back and forth on that. It's crazy recording his solos. It's really fun. It's honestly like really fun because you get to really break down like what it is he's doing and what it is he's trying to say. But the main the main craziness would have just been like the, the length it took to record, especially that solo and the care. Now is that like a crazy story? No, not really. But it's definitely like it definitely goes to show like, you know, the drive to get like at least the best sound we could get you know it's not like we're recording in like a perfect studio or anything like we're in a small little room uh yeah it, was, it definitely that was that was a crazy and i remember we looked at each other after and we were just like jesus <laughs> but it, we did it and it was cool because he wrote it all out he sit he sat down and he just wrote it out and he he really likes to play what is in his head and and he knows how to do it and you know and and good things take time so from on my end what about you javi i mean just to add on to that i wasn't there when he was recording it but once i heard the recording i could tell how much christian was hacking at that because he does like three different voices for his guitar throughout it so it sounds like he's trying to express three different things at you at the same time so he needs to express it through those three different voice three different tones i don't know hearing back on it i was i was really happy with the end product of that song because it was such a sweet way to round out that ep because the first song uh, on the ep don't mind the nonsense i i can hear those beats as kind of interwoven and it was a cool way to to finish off where we were starting because don't mind the nonsense had like a lot to say right out the gate and honestly it was my favorite song coming out i know javi you mentioned that don't mind the nonsense was your favorite song but is there a particular song that you can each relate to in a way from the ep for me it would have to be all the time that's passed that's my favorite one because of the actual story that's going on in the song because like for example the chorus says tell me one more time how you saved me it's been a while we couldn't even understand we were so young with all the time that's passed you should be pleased now with the kind of machine i've become all this time and it's cool because at the end of the course and it's this vocoder robot voice and then the verses are like my human voice the song is like about change you know it's like look at what i become now after all this time that's passed so it's like you know i turn into something else in the chorus um and then in the middle of the song you hear all this like craziness go on with like these little like synths and, and arpeggios and arpeggiators and whatnot and like this sample so it's like you know amongst all the change there's just so many weird things going on and you can't really explain what makes you change but you just gotta kind of take it so you just gotta kind of listen to that part <laughs> and yeah so that, that's that's one that resonates the most with me the one that i would say i connect with is 14 field day because it was you know it spurted from a, a beat that was just fun to play though you hear it and it's simple it's the most fun i have uh playing any of these tunes is that song because it's right in the pocket it pushes and it drives but the song has sustenance to it behind it because there's there's lyrics that approach it kind of from what was a joke originally turned into something that you know was maybe not always talked about but at least came out in the lyrics in a in a subtle way freud would have a field day with that he would uh i know we've kind of hinted at this um for a while but as a 
a six member band, what is the dynamic of uh, presumably different personalities coming together? You know, we we all we all vibe out with each other. We we like we're all cool. We all know what we need to add to the process. And definitely like, you know, when we all come together, it's it's very uh it's it's smooth sailing. We all know that we need to to get something done, you know, and and we really try to to make most of our time together. But we, we like to break it down, I guess, like the, the process of it all, especially with the writing. So, you know, maybe like one day I'll have this idea and like, I'll maybe only call Javi and it's like, okay, let's just like work on this and like see what could come out between us two. And then maybe it'll be like me, Javi and Chris together to see what, how, what this idea could be, like what, it, what could happen, like building it us three, you know, like so there's different ways to go about it all but um we all we all know know our roles and and what to add within the project and and what we need to do to to optimize each other's involvements in it you know yeah i think i think we communicate very well as a band but it comes from um over time getting to know each other very well and that's allowed for us to be able to communicate through our instruments even yeah. better and you know like i said finish our sentences uh easier and quicker and we're able to kind of hash things out quicker and yeah it's 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 been a sweet process so far seeing this process evolve where have you guys been able to perform or what success have you guys obtained through folktale san pedro uh, we've performed like everywhere you can in miami really i mean if if you would pin it on the word success i would definitely say i'd hate to use the word prideful but i, w I was definitely proud of how much uh work we were putting in uh throughout the first couple years of the band when it came to performing live because at least in the first year we performed like well over 110 shows within the first year to me the main success though is you know just knowing that we can come together and make something happen and and make this little world that is a song and we could all hear each other's like influences within it but you know definitely to me to me the main success is just like knowing that we've been able to put out music and and that you know that today we're gonna finish up a song that we we're releasing in like nine to ten days so yeah at the risk of making it seem like we're making space fillers for accolades i think that we really do find a lot lot of the fortitude and the success in the band is when we see it moving forward and as of late it's been moving forward a lot more than before and I, I see that as a success moving forward and I can't can't wait to see how much more we can do with that. Speaking of I guess in the future in a way and future releases and all that upcoming stuff what can our listeners expect for the future of Folktale San Pedro? So we have uh, we have like three singles that we have recorded of like like the music when we're, we're finalizing some of the things on them but yeah definitely you know the listeners can can expect uh we we don't want to stay in the same realm of sound these next songs like the songs that are coming after for the the ep are like they, they're different like one of them is kind of like a bolero like an alternative bolero the other one's kind of like uh like chill chill hop hip hoppy in a way i don't even know what to call it and then we have other ones that are like you know they, they just kind of go all over the place they start off small then they go a little bit harder and then they go off to like some like something some weird dancey thing um so you know definitely uh definitely the people that listen to us will definitely be getting music but they will soon realize that the music that they will be getting is different from the stuff that they've heard before which is something that we like that we definitely want to do because we don't want to stay in the same like realm and the same sound and i feel like there's always ch time to expand and, and expand on different sounds and why stay stuck on one thing you know so you know, definitely they could expect a variety of, of, of sounds, but it'll, it'll obviously be coming from the same name. So you'll be able to feel like, oh, yeah, it's definitely like a folktale song. But they'll, they're, the songs themselves are going to hopefully to us, hopefully to people like we know, we know they're different, but hopefully to people, they, they could see that they're different as well. And then to kind of let our listeners know where the music that is available now is, where can they find the EP for short expressions to make a good impression and just all of the music that you guys have released thus far? Well, you, you could find all of 
of our music anywhere that music is available. That includes Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Bandcamp, and others of the like. So please search and you shall find. If you build it, they will come, as they say. Well, I feel the dream. I love well, who's they in that situation? I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Folktale San Pedro. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. And th again, thank you for the opportunity. Now we're going to transition right over to DJ Red to give us this week's top artist. What is up, you guys? This is DJ Red on Radio X Off The Record to give you this week's top artist. We would like to give a shout out to Syndicate and Universal Music for sending us the Academic's latest EP, Acting My Age, which was released July 10th and provides a sound that extends beyond alternative rock, which is what they're classically known for, and can be seen on their EP's title track, Acting My Age. Be sure to check out the Academic's track, Acting My Age, from their latest album of the same name on Radio X's Spotify account at NSU Radio X and our Discover Weekly playlist. That's it for this week, but tune back in next Friday for another exciting episode of Radio X Off The Record, where Horacia will aim to provide some shark news in regards to this year's student orientation, and you won't want to miss our personal interview with next week's artist. Will it be another local artist, a former top artist, or an NSU student artist? Let us know what you guess by following us on social media at NSU Radio X on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Snapchat to put a face to all the names we've mentioned as well as Radio X's weekly updates. Mm -hmm.